0: Welcome to another spectacular word from Pastor Ron Hammons, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, I'm hoping we can conclude the book of John. It's my hope. That's why tonight we're starting on the very last verse in the book of John. That way, I'm hoping that we can actually conclude it. So you can prepare by turning to John chapter 21, if you're following along in your word tonight. John chapter 21, and tonight, tonight, the title of our message is going to be the last word in the gospel of John, which is amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, we've concluded, John. Let's move on. Uh, you know, John. We have learned so much from the Gospel of John. And John, you know, John loved Jesus. I mean, he really loved him. Perhaps uh, there, there, some people could argue that you know Jesus loved John and John loved Jesus, and John was special in the eyes of Jesus. Of course, uh, on the cross, Jesus entrusted his mother to John. And, uh, and so we know that they had a very special relationship. And John, uh, the, the elder apostle, in writing the Gospel of John, he was so full of love, so full of grace, so full of mercy. Uh, he knew and understood Jesus perhaps better than any of the other disciples. And this is how he concluded the Gospel of John in chapter 21 in verse 25. Listen to what John said. He said, And there are also many other things that Jesus did which... If they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Wow. Well, you know, God has done so much to get you to the point where you are in life right now. Now I want you to think about this. God has done so much to get you where you are in life up to this point. More than we can imagine, more than can ever be written upon this earth. You know, God has been so involved. He has a lot invested in you. And it could be imagined that perhaps you might be the only reason that your ancestors made it through things that would have otherwise taken them out. You know, I, I, I have a testimony from my ancestors. My, you know, uh, my uh, grandmother, my mother's mother, when she was born, they thought she was dead and they laid her out uh, in 1903, I believe. They laid her out uh, and were going to bury her, but the earth was uh, frozen And they could not dig the grave. And she had an aunt named Minnie that that was Pentecostal and walked around and around the table that she was laid out on as a newborn speaking in tongues and saw her eye blink, saw her blink her eyes, and screamed, she's alive, she's alive. And they they picked her up and warmed her up and, and they named her Minnie. You know, I mean, we could go on and on and on with things like that. You know, uh, 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 Brenda's uh, great-great-grandmother, might be one more great in there, was in the Red River Massacre. Uh, Brenda, I'm just going to say her great-great-grandmother, okay? I, I don't know how many greats it was, but it wasn't too long ago. And uh, up in in Red River County, going out of Texas into Oklahoma, you know, Tina's, uh, that'd be one more great for Tina, okay? Uh, For April, one more great, 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 great grandmother. Uh, You know, uh, they uh, nine children in the family and uh, uh, some uh, renegade uh, uh, Indians came and attacked the farmhouse and the children all took off running two sisters out of those nine running through the cornfields ran all the way and did not get killed all the rest of them were killed and those two little girls survived running through the cornfield survived that particular massacre You know, i mean there's there, there there's a lot of things that go together to get every one of you here today god has has invested in you now you you may say well hold on a second does that mean he didn't invest in others? no that, that that's not the, the the story that you want to be left with. God has a purpose and a plan for every person and they play that purpose and that plan and here we we know that God is more intricately involved in our lives and in the details of our lives than we may give him credit for. We may ever imagine the links that God went through to orchestrate moments. Uh, in the lives of our ancestors so that we could be here at this moment and perhaps accomplish something, be a part of something, do something that God needs to be done, or perhaps to, to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, uh, raise another generation, impact another generation that might carry on a mission that to God is very important. It's often difficult to imagine with all that's going on in the world today. Can you imagine? It, it, it's hard for me to imagine that God knows my name, but He does. He knows your name. He calls you by name. Not only that, but the Bible also tells us that he he knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you intend to do, and he knows your thoughts. The Bible also says that he knows the number of the hairs on your head. Jesus said that. As Jesus was uh, you know, talking about uh, how, how marvelous God is and how much attention God pays to us. More attention to us than he pays to the birds. More attention to us than, than, than he pays you know, to the flowers. And look how much attention he's paid to them. That he knows even the numbers of the hair on your head. Isn't that amazing? Now, God knows so much uh, that kind of detail and the ability that God possesses uh, with seemingly such ease is absolutely impossible to imagine except that's exactly how God is. God knows the infinite beginning. He knows everything. His designs cannot be duplicated. You know his ways are past finding out and yet he gave us knowledge of himself. He calls us his children we are the heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. When we think of all the marvelous things that God has done for us and that everything that God has is ours, we are inheritors. Think about this. Everything that God, Almighty God, has, everything he possesses, we are the inheritors of. They, uh, everything, the, the Apostle Paul plainly told us and, and, uh, that, that everything that God has is ours and is reserved for us for a time there is a special time you know uh, just for the right time peter says Uh, uh, there there are times however whenever i think that i may know what should be done and i may think things are ready I may think that something needs to be done right now or could be done right now or it looks like it would be best if it was done right now have you ever felt that way that i know what god should do and i know how he's going to do it and i know that it's now is the time i mean uh you know uh, many times those are the things that we look at that would benefit us we imagine you know we we need something done and we look around and see how god could do it right there really quick through that person or through that event or through that company how he could do this and and you know uh, to meet our need and we imagine this is time many times i think or we as as humans think that we understand perhaps uh, more than maybe we understand it looks like to us that this should happen and this should happen now or that we are ready maybe we think that we are ready whenever we really aren't ready or other things are ready whenever they really aren't ready sometimes it can look that way and you know to us who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to, to those of us, you know, uh, who, who who really, uh, you know, just w- all we want is the will of God, you know. Uh, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. God has given us his spirit to guide us and to teach us. And so we, you know, many times believing and imagining and 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 in truth looking, you know, with as much God eyes as we possibly can, looking through the 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 mirror through the window that god has given us by his holy spirit many times we think that it's right time is right i'm right things are right and therefore i need to make this decision and this needs to be done right now but uh, but god may see things a little bit different he is a master planner you know uh, god knows when the time is really ripe and god is never late When when we are waiting on God, we are not wasting time. God is working while we are waiting. And God is working all things together. He's a master planner. And the blessing of the Lord, the Bible says in Proverbs 10, verse 22, the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and it will add no sorrow with it. Now, I love that scripture. I've been quoting that scripture since about 1980 or 81, that the blessing of the Lord will make me rich and add no sorrow with it. That means that, that whenever I get what God has for me, it's not going to come along with a whole lot of, of, of horrible baggage or a whole lot of you know, uh, things that I'm having to you know, wade through, uh, you know, uh, uh, that kind of thing. Well, uh, one day when the world was filled with wickedness and evil, one day when the world was, was uh, you know, completely covered in evil, the Lord looked down and decided that he would st- destroy the earth. And he found a man named Noah who was right in his eyes, who was righteous before him. And, and so God spoke to Noah and he told Noah, I want you to build an ark for the salvation of all who will enter into that ark. And, and so, you know, the ark was a boat made of gopher wood. And, 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 and uh, uh, so, you know, it, it took about 120 years. But at the right time, at God's timing, in the right time, when God knew it was time, God caused all the animals to come to the ark and and noah and his family were told to get onto the ark and and they did they you know uh, uh, he, uh, noah had been told you know exactly how to build this ark in fact in genesis 6 verse 16 uh god said you shall make a window for the ark you know you, uh, noah i want you i'm right down to the details i want you to make it this long this high this wide and i want you to do it like this and like you know uh, uh, and and also very important that god said i want you to make a window for the ark Now remember we're talking about the last verse in the in the Gospel of John, how that not everything that Jesus did is recorded. It would just take way too much. It would take the, the the world could not contain all the things that that the, the works that Jesus has done for us. I mean, every day, can you imagine multiplied by seven and a half plus billion people that God is dealing with every day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, every day that God knows every name, He knows every. I mean, and He's working on their behalf. He's working for good, and, and He's working through us and with us and on us and for us and and, and using us. Can you imagine how intricate it is for Him to know? That the number of the hairs on the head of every one of the people in all the world isn't that amazing you know the world cannot contain all the things that he has done but 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 he gives us glimpses of how he works and so he said to Noah build an ark and I want you to make a window in the ark now what is the window for of course we're going to find out a little bit later it was for Noah to look out of at a at a right time you know not all the time but at a certain time genesis 6 and 7 and 8 records the account of noah and the ark and noah and his family plus all the animals when when, when they went into the ark at the command of god god closed the door and then seven days later it began to rain Uh, in in genesis chapter 7 we find in verse 11 the bible is you know gives us this detail that in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month in the 17th day of the month on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened verse 12 and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights it rained 40 days and 40 nights and also waters gushed up out of the earth uh, things like had never been seen before and the Bible if you continue to read there in chapter um, uh, 7 you can find out that uh, that the waters prevailed over the earth for 150 days okay now that that's that's verse 24 of chapter 7 now i don't know if the 150 days included the 40 days or not you know probably did i don't know for sure uh, th- this is not an exercise in mathematics okay but it is uh, but it but it is, uh, it, 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 it is a picture of all that God was doing and so uh, you know then it, when it stopped raining it took about another hundred days close to a hundred days more uh, for the waters to subside you know uh, chapter eight verses four and five then Noah waited another 40 days and sent out a raven and a dove chapter 8 verse 6 and and the raven flew back and forth the dove went out couldn't find a place to land came back in and so Noah waited seven days and and, and chapter eight and verse Verse 10, and sent the dove out a second time and, 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 and the dove brought back an olive uh, a, a twig and uh, Noah put out his hand and brought him in. And, and then he, Noah waited seven more days and then he sent the dove out again and the dove did not return. And so that, that's, that's verse 12 of chapter 8. Then the Bible says in, 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 in verse um, 13, then on the first day of the first month of the year, Okay, we just passed this new year. Okay? We are in this season. Just literally um, um, 16, 17 days ago was the first day, the new year, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. The new year on God's calendar. It is every year. So we just stepped into this new year. Well, on the first day of the first month, which was the first day of the new year, Rosh Hashanah, Noah, the Bible says, looked out of the window that God had told him to make and guess what he saw when he looked out of the window he saw that the surface of the earth was dry okay but God had Noah wait another month and 27 days another another almost two months you know another 57 days (laughs) whoa but the surface of the earth looks dry Can you imagine looking out that window every day how long, you know? He'd been on that boat, by the way. By the time he gets off, he will have been on that boat 365 or 366 days. Okay? From the second month and the seventeenth day of the month to the second month and the 27th day of the month in the next year when he was 601. Him and his wife and his three sons and their wives and all of those animals feeding them taking care of them uh, okay he's now he's you know he looks out the window god told him you know look out the window look, and, and and the earth is looked in you know the surface of the earth is dry but it was yet as the bible says uh you know that that it um he had to wait another almost two months before god saw that the earth was really dry and so you know god told him to get off the boat you see there is a difference between things looking dry and things being dry okay there's a difference between and there uh, between things looking dry to man which is a surface a surface account and things actually being dry in the eyes of god timing has to fall into the hands of God. Do you know a a seed? Let's take an acorn for example. It has a pre-recorded message programmed in that acorn and if it opens up in the right place at the right time do you know it will push through the earth and it will move the obstacles ahead and it has pre-recorded in it a message of a whole forest it can create that one acorn can can create such a mighty oak and can create at such such wonderful forest Uh, but if it opens up at the wrong time or in the wrong place all of its potential will be lost and wasted it will rot right where it is there is a difference and noah had a window that god gave him to see through and wouldn't you think wouldn't you think if god gave you the window if god gave you the holy spirit and you're seeing you're you're you have the holy spirit and and you're looking at something you think it's but you know yet we still need to wait on god he could not see what God could see he could not see what God saw he could only see what he could see even though God gave him the window even though God gave us a window we could still only see what we see Genesis the 8th chapter let me read these uh, two uh, uh, part of four verses here okay verse 13 And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, and the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark. It looked dry versus it was dry. Not everything that looks dry is dry. (laughs) Hey, that should be a wonderful takeaway from this. That God just knows more than we do. You know? Uh, Like John said, there there, there are things, God's doing things and working on things that you have no idea all the things he's working on. The earth, the whole world could not contain all the things that God, uh, all the works that Jesus is involved in. you, You just cannot imagine how intricate and how detailed and how involved and how invested he is in everything. If Noah would have gotten off the ark when things looked good to him from the window that God told him to make, he would no doubt have bogged down in the miry clay of his new day. Can you imagine anything more sad? Can you imagine anything sadder? Can you imagine anything quite as terrible as doing all that... I mean, working for 120 years, can you imagine anything that would be worse to you than working all that time, being a laughingstock of all the people, going against the flow, and then having to feed those animals and being on the boat for 365 or 66 days, feeding animals and not just feeding animals, something had to be done with the manure. Can you imagine all of that work? And then you finally get to your new day and step off the boat and sink down into the the miry clay and have to walk through your new day knee deep waist deep in mud and drudgery and all the people you brought with you you trying to make them happy and they don't have nothing but dirty shoes and dirty clothes and and they're all tired and it, work is harder than it was on the boat and and all the animals are bogged down and you're out there every day trying to get them out of the mud and and pull i mean you I'm, can you imagine that That's what Noah would have experienced if he'd have went with what he saw instead of waiting on a word from the Lord. Noah was very wise to wait on that specific word because he was about to take a giant step in life. Now let me tell you, there are some steps in life that that, that, aren't that critical. Okay? Tonight, whenever I go home, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a hot dog or, if I'm, or, or, or a hamburger. I don't know. I'm going to have something because I didn't eat before I came. I'm not sure, but, you know, it's not that critical. It's not that critical. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward a hot dog, by the way. okay, Yeah, me and trash meat have this thing. <laughs> it's not that critical, you know. It's just not that critical what I have tonight. But when you're going to take a giant step in life, when you're going to take a critical giant step in life, And you're going to lead your family out into a new day. And you're going to, uh, those that depend on you, you're going to do something that is monumental, that's critical. Listen, it is imperative, it is absolutely imperative that we hold on and don't don't allow ourselves to be moved by what we see, even though we have the Holy Spirit, even though we have the Word of God, even though we love God and we're working for Him, and we're right on a mission for Him, and we're right on cue we're right where we should be we still need to make sure that we have that holy unction from the holy spirit not just from our head but from our heart speaking to us and when god says it's time it's time these critical giant steps of life need to be taken with great prayer life-changing steps as i said what to eat for dinner is not that critical it's not a life-changing family decision but the critical giant steps of life need to be taken with great prayer God is a God of dreams God is a God of seeds God is a God also of the harvest as we saying he is the Alpha the Omega You know, he's our past, our present, our future. He's in the middle. He's he's everything. He holds it all together. And only God knows when it's time to take that next giant critical step. You see, when the mercy of God is ripe, the fruit will be sweet and without sorrow. When the mercy of God is ripe, When God puts it all together, listen, it doesn't necessarily make it easy. You know, faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. But when the mercy of God is ripe, the fruit will be sweet and without sorrow. That's what Proverbs says. Chapter 10, verse 22 Commit that to your heart and realize that God has a blessing for you. You know, not everything that we see in the Word of God had to be done the way it was done. God has a plan. He will succeed. We get a chance to participate. But sometimes we preempt what God has planned. You know, I can't, I can't guarantee you this, and I in no way want to offend God, but let me just offer to you a supposition, you know, uh, uh, that, that perhaps... With David and Bathsheba perhaps it was always God's will for David to marry Bathsheba just not for him to kill Uriah and to commit uh, adultery with Bathsheba to get there you might say how in the world you believe that because Bathsheba is a grandmother of Jesus I mean I don't know what else to say I think Jesus was pretty planned out I think his lineage was fairly planned out. But you cannot go outside of the Word of God to accomplish the will of God. God has a plan, and God's plan will unfold in His timing. And whenever we begin to try to unfold God's plan ourselves, and whenever we go with what we see, if we are not watchful, we can end up with sorrow. A lot of sorrow that David and Bathsheba, some of the greatest sorrow they ever faced in their life turned out to be and and play into a plan of god i can't guarantee you that i know all the background or what god did or didn't do but i can tell you this that bathsheba is a grandmother of jesus and i think she always was always will be and always was going to be and i think that if david and bathsheba had awaited on the lord it might have unfolded in another way altogether i can't guarantee you that but there is no reason for me not to believe that because those are the indicators the reality is is that god consults with us god guides us god directs us god informs us according to our benefit not according to our desires but according to his design god has a design we have desires and when god's design and our desires meet together that's when we're in the middle of god's will but we can put ourselves outside of his will trying to accomplish his will in our flesh that's what Abraham did with Sarah and and Hagar instead of waiting on God they got ahead of God with their own plan they saw something they 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 uh, they, they, they saw what they interpreted was the will of God because they only interpreted it from their own carnal perspective from their own benefit from what they knew about god's will you know god loves me god has a plan for my life god wants me to be the father of many nations i guess this is how i'm gonna to have to do it no these giant critical steps of life demand that we have a word from God in God's timing according to his word you cannot go outside of the word of God you cannot violate the word of God and accomplish the will of God no matter what God has said to you or promised to you or told you he was going to do in your life through your life or with your life you cannot violate his word hoping that you're going to accomplish his will does that make sense Means you can't make excuses for sin saying that it did God good or it accomplished God's will or justified by some other avenue or approach. Noah wanted off the boat, but he didn't want back into a world without God. Sometimes what we want is what God wants, but. God has a way for us to get it without the sorrow, without the mud, without, without all the, uh, the bogging down, without leading into a greater problem. It is so important that, 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 we, uh, that we lay God's will into God's hands and that we trust Him and we walk along being led by His Holy Spirit in the time of His Holy Spirit, not preempting. But following and agreeing and supporting, even when times may not be easy, they still will not be filled with sorrow. There is a difference between sorrow and work. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hard work <laughs> yeah you know having to having to work hard or, 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 or things being a little more difficult is different than your heart being filled with sorrow because there's an absence of God as David said in Psalms 51 about his uh, 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 adultery with with Bathsheba he said God against you and you only have a sin Lord uh, do not take your holy Spirit from me restore unto me the joy of my salvation he lost the joy of his salvation he was filled with sorrow he was filled with regret. He was filled with pain. And yet, whenever that day was over, God said, Now let me bless you with a son named Solomon, whom I will love and make king, and will stand on the throne before you. And, he, and Solomon reigned 40 years on the throne of David. And Bathsheba is a grandmother, a great great grandmother of Jesus. Well, you know, where God points, He provides. But I just want you to know that God's not obligated to pay for something He didn't order. <laughs> oh come on now that's pretty good stuff okay all right ba- uh, back to our conclusion of the gospel of john by the way for this evening i don't know how many weeks we've been in john but uh, tonight we're concluding uh and 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 um so let's read this last verse again here john twenty one twenty five. and there are also many other things jesus did there's so many things jesus did there's so many uh, uh which if they were written one by one you know the things that God's doing today just today if it we're written one by one I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written amen well here are my three takeaways tonight rather quickly you don't know what you don't know isn't that a good one you don't know what you don't know okay but we do know what we do know and we know that the Bible says that you know God will guide us and lead us and never forsake us and it's not over you know, on a, on a bad day. We don't know everything, but we know enough. Hopefully, we uh, know enough to wait on the Lord. He sees things that we don't see. He sees much better than we do. His timing is perfect. And our dreams are secure in his hands. Your dreams are secure in his hands. The things you hunger for, the things you want, the things you long for, the things you hope for, the things you pray for, the things, you know, your dreams are secure in God's hands remember not everything that looks dry is dry wait on god Uh, a second takeaway for me is the world cannot contain the full account of the works of god you know uh i mean there's so many things we don't know you know angels okay now uh okay i know the earth was made of rocks and minerals and you know and you know water whatever else you know i I don't know The, the earth is made of a bunch of stuff that i can see okay humans were made from the dust of the ground space is made from plasma electricity and other stuff that i probably can't pronounce maybe not discovered yet but where did that you know where angels come from what are they made of you know there's a lot of things i just don't know you know, uh, God didn't intend to give me a full account of everything. You know, I'm, or, or, you know I don't know. are angels made of light? I know one of the scriptures kind of says that they are, or might, might be. Are they made of fire? Well, another scripture kind of says that. Are they, are, are, are they made of spirit? I don't know, but they're made of something. I don't know. I don't think they're made of the dust of the ground. What are they made of? I don't know. That's one of the things that is just too marvelous, and God just decided he wasn't going to tell me everything. You know, we just don't know. Uh, The the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second, Adam, was made a life-giving spirit. Anyway, you know, God just doesn't tell us everything. He didn't intend to, but he told us enough. And the world cannot contain the full account of just the things that we know that God is doing all around us today. You know, uh, he didn't divulge what it was like before he made the earth i don't know what things were like uh you know he guided noah through the flood with great expertise landing him in a very specific place. God God does so many things. We cannot imagine in your life between today and tomorrow at this same time, do you know God's hand is going to be on you doing like this? He's going to be with you. Angels are going to be with you. He's going to be working behind the scenes, speaking your name. He's going to be speaking your name, you know, many of you in in, in other cities and other communities, in foreign countries. God is going to be doing all kinds of things. He's going to be working on the people that you're praying for. He's going to be over here, you know, uh, you, you, you're lifting up a son, a daughter, a, a, you know, someone that is in need. And sick. You know, he's going to be doing you know, he, he, he sent out money this week from here to Kenya this week. And you know, and 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 they've already bought, you know, the medicines and the other things. And I got pictures of them by and 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 you know uh th- this week will be ministering to so many, saving lives. And 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 I'll tell you Sunday about you know the the uh, you know saving people from having to have amputations this week. Uh we we were thanked so much this week that I can't even begin to tell you. Maybe Sunday I'll get to share some of those texts with you. Pastor Ken just got back, he and Felicia yesterday went down and carried your gifts thank you so much down to reserve louisiana to help hurricane ida victims and 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 you know uh, um, money and 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 goods and, and 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 stuff you know thank you so very god is working every year's hand on on so many things doing so many things god is doing more today things we may never know that give us hope in a future that's beyond this world the fact of the matter is that you don't know what you don't know and the world cannot contain the full account of god's work or the work of god and then my third takeaway is, "Amen, Amen." It's the last word of the Gospel of John, but it's also the best known word—the best known word in human speech. Did you know that? Do you know that the word "Amen" basically means the same in every language, and it's almost said the same in every language? Isn't that amazing? Amen, 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 Amen. It's—I mean, you know—it it is—it uh, it is, it is uh, Amen—in almost every language. It's amazing. Amen, Amen. It's an expression of absolute trust and confidence. It, it means believe. It means affirm. We don't know everything, but we know enough. And whenever we hear the word of God, as we've heard the gospel of John, Whenever we hear the Word of God and it's, it, it's on the inside of us somewhere, it speaks to us and said yes and amen. It's not coming from our head. It's coming from Almighty God. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. And when that unction comes and we hear and receive the Word of God, what we should do is what John said at the end of his testimony, amen. You know, I believe it. I believe. Believe it. I believe it. Amen. Amen. I believe it. Amen 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 let me tell you we don't know everything but we know enough amen amen believe affirm my I put my trust in my confidence in fact not everything that looks dry is dry amen amen you know yeah uh, God is never going to leave us or going to forsake us amen Amen. That's what John was saying. We should be able to give a hearty and a hefty amen to the things of God. When we hear the truth of God, we should place our confidence in him. And let me tell you, God is not finished yet with you, with our communities, with our nation. God has a plan. He will succeed. He's given us a chance to participate. Amen. 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 All right. Well, Uh, I want to encourage you from now on to give the Word of God a big amen every time you hear it. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hemans. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well...